Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org. Matthew chapter number 3 and verse number 11 and 12, and then I'll let you be seated and I'll finish the remainder of my scriptures. Matthew 3, 11 and 12. John the Baptist said, I indeed baptize you with water unto repentance. But he that cometh after me is mightier than I, whose shoes, he said, I'm not even worthy to carry. And he shall baptize you with the Holy Ghost and with fire. Somebody say that with me. With the Holy Ghost and with fire. I want it to be very clear the direction I'm going in. Lean over and tell your neighbor, embrace the fire. The Holy Spirit is the very character and the nature of God. It's the empowerment of God. It's the ability of God. But with that gift comes fire. Fire is the refining influence of the presence of God. So he gives you a supernatural gift to be able to endure and a fire to burn some stuff out of you. Somebody say, thank God for the gift. Amen. Uh, But you can rest assured, amen, his work is perfect in your life. Uh, Whose fan is in his hand. That word fan there is actually a winnowing fart. We don't know nothing about that over here, but they would bring the wheat to a high spot and they would stand in the wheat with a winnowing fork and they would throw it up in the air. They would throw the wheat up in the air and the wind would blow the chaff, the bad stuff out, and nothing would be left but the wheat. Whose winnowing fork is in his hand and he will thoroughly purge his floor. Who am I preaching to already? You ever feel like it's just throwing you up in the air and things may seem out of control? By the way, it's good to have our jambalaya team with us this morning. <laughs> Ooh, did you get nauseated when I said that? Uh, they have been so sick and still not 100% recovered, but they're here this morning. We love y'all. Been praying for y'all. He said, whose, whose winnowing fork is in his hand, uh, and he will thoroughly purge his floor and gather his wheat into the garner, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. Somebody shout, embrace the fire. fire. I didn't say it was fun, but it's necessary. Amen? It's necessary. You can take your seat as Nisha takes us a little further. 1 Peter chapter number 4, verse number 12. This should enlighten you in some areas of your life and where we are as a church as a whole. Uh, this is not just for individuals. This is where we are in life, church. First Peter 4 and 12 says, Beloved, think it not strange concerning the fiery trap, excuse me, which is to try you as so some strange thing has happened unto you. He's trying to give us an awareness. Amen. You may not understand what's going on in your life, why the fiery trials are in your life. He said, don't think it's strange. Ain't nothing strange happened to you. It's simply the refining work of the Holy Spirit in your life. Amen. When you're saved, he gives you a measure of faith. Are you following me? But that faith has to be refined because there's a lot of you still mixed with your faith. Somebody ought to help me. You know I'm telling the truth. 
Amen. And so his the faith can only be refined by fire, by the fiery trials and tribulations and distresses and things that we go through. But it's perfecting your faith and it's making you stronger and stronger and stronger. It's delivering, delivering you from the only weakness in your life and that weakness is you. Is that fair enough? That's why he said, I'm going to give you a special gift of the Holy Ghost, but I'm also going to give you another special gift called fire, and it's going to be purging you and cleansing you and working out your old character and nature. And when I get through, when I get through with you and you come through the fire, there's nothing going to be left but me. That's what Christ is saying. Nothing's going to be left but my character and my nature. Somebody shout, embrace the fire. When you realize it's, it's acceptable when it's understandable. That's why I said, don't think it's strange. Nothing strange has happened to you. Okay, one more place. 2 Corinthians 4, 7. I'm so excited about teaching this this morning. It's helping me where I'm at. 2 Corinthians 4, 7 says, But we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. We are troubled on every side, yet we're not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. Catch this. Always bearing about in the body the dying of the Lord Jesus for this reason. Are you following me? For this reason. That the life also of Jesus may be manifest in our body. The deader you get, the liver he becomes. It's not good terminology, but you get my point. The deader you get, the liver he becomes. So he said, we're constantly bearing about something burning out of me, something dying in me, because the, the, uh, the deader I get, or the more I become dead, the more he comes alive. And where is he coming alive at? It's in your scripture, come on. In my body. It's the only way Jesus can be revealed is through the fire. Verse number 11. For we which live are always delivered unto death for Jesus' sake. Here it is again. Why? So that the life also of Jesus may be manifest in our... Are you following me? Do you know how pearls are made? Anybody know how pearls are made? Pearls are not man-made. Man-made pearls, you can tell if they're man-made because they're cheap. They don't cost much. They're not very valuable. But a pearl is made from a, a sand of aggravation. That's what a pearl's made from. Matter of fact, I don't know if we have any in the United States. I didn't take time to look it up. Uh, but China or one of the Oriental countries have oyster forms. They're pearl forms. Forms, F-A-R-M-S. <laughs> My dialect. And so to make a pearl, what makes a pearl is when a grain of sand gets in an oyster and it starts aggravating him. And it aggravates him. And aggravates him. So he systematically starts building, secreting something that builds around this piece of sand and it gets bigger and bigger and bigger, and it delivers him of the aggravation while producing a pearl. 
Are y'all catching this? I'm already preaching. Amen. So, uh, so there's farms to where they literally have hundreds of thousands of oysters and they systematically placed an, an element of aggravation in the oyster. And then they let them work. They let it work. Let it work. Let it work. Oh, somebody help me right now. Then they just let it work until they're able to open this oyster up. They can take it out and literally put another piece of sand in there. Amen. Well, I want you to look for just for a minute at pearls as, uh, as the fruits of the Spirit. The only way the supernatural fruits of the Spirit can be produced in your life is for there to be a, an element of aggravation put in your life and, you, and if you don't recognize it, it will aggravate you out of the shield. It will aggravate you out of the relationship. It will aggravate you out of your peace, out of your joy. But if you realize it, this is, this is something working for me. And you, by the Spirit, begin to cover that thing. You begin to cover that thing. Amen. Then all of a sudden, when that, that, that person that's been put in your life, stay with me, Bing. I'm going to help you with why God gave you that thing. Amen. <laughs> when that person or situation of aggravation has been put in your life, if you don't recognize it for what it is, you're fixing to abort the privilege of producing a fruit. You're, you're, you're finna miss it. Tell, shake your neighbor and tell them, don't miss it. Don't miss it. No, 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 no. They're aggravating. Amen. They're putting you in a place of aggravation. Don't think some strange things happen to you because your, your boss at the Sonic goes off on you. Just a little plug. I don't know if he caught it or not, but... Uh, you know, the, the people you around are somebody, oh my God, my God, he's rubbing you the wrong way. If you don't realize what it's coming for, you will never have the privilege of going to the next level. You'll never have the privilege of producing something in your life. If you can only be nice when people are nice to you, you'll never produce any pearls. You'll never produce anything of any value because it gives you the opportunity to begin to cover that thing. Cover that thing. My God, you're covering it with a word and you're covering it with prayer and you're covering it. Amen. Until it begins to build something that is of value. Of value. Now with that thought in mind, let's get into this sermon. Uh, as the Father began to give me my assignment for today, I could tell by its content, uh, content that this message is for the spiritually mature. Anybody want to grow today? Okay, I'm not going to deal out any milk today, okay? Nothing but meat. Are y'all ready? And I believe according to this content of, of this message that you are ready for that, or we at Live Church are ready. And it reminded me of a prophetic statement that I made over a month ago that you as individuals, catch this now, and Life Church was in the midst of a bar mitzvah. Anybody remember that? A bar mitzvah to where I said, you are now being and are about to be put in position to where you're either going to have to embrace your bar mitzvah and step into maturity, or you're going to stay where you are and get left behind. That's where we are, and that's what's happening to us. So this message uh, tells me you are embracing your transition. 
I believe this church is embracing the transition. And now you have your palate. I believe your palate today is conditioned to receive revelation that is consistent with your current level of maturity. Not only is the revelation you're about to receive consistent with your current level of maturity, it is designed to provoke another level of maturity in your life. That's the reason I was getting into that song they sang this morning, uh, From Glory to Glory. So, so go with me, and I'll try to go as fast as I can and, and, and give you the highlights of this. Uh, in our last teaching, Nisha, give me my Roman scripture. Uh, this is actually the fourth session on hope. And these are the scriptures we come out of on hope. Stay with me. I need you to systematically put this in order as I teach it. Five and one says, therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. By whom also we have access by faith into this grace. Now, I've done preached a whole lot of this. Uh, uh, we, we have access by faith into grace. Can I tell you, you may not understand what's going on in your life, but there's a grace to endure it. There's a grace to endure it. There's a grace to embrace it. Uh, the fact that it weighing so heavy on you right now is the proof you have to have grace to embrace it. That's why I said, I'm going to fill you with the Holy Spirit and fire. Fire alone would destroy you. So I'm going to give you grace to deal with it. Amen. I'm going to give you a grace to embrace it because I'm actually, I'm actually, and I'm going to use these words and they're kind of bold. I'm actually going to deliver you by fire. I'm going to deliver you from your mortality to transform you into immortality. That's heavy, isn't it? Let's put it in a term you can probably swallow. I'm trying to burn the natural out of you so you can become supernatural. That's the whole goal of the work of the Holy Spirit in your life. It's not so you can jump. It's not so you can shout. Not so you can get chill bumps. It's not even so you can speak in tongues. He came to transform you into the likeness of Jesus Christ. Okay? So there is a grace wherein we stand and we rejoice. Catch this. We rejoice in hope of the glory of God. So we're standing by grace in the fire, but we're rejoicing because I'm expecting to see the glory of God in my life. Amen? If you can catch this, it's going to change your time in the fire. Matter of fact, it's my experience. If you don't understand the fire and embrace it, you never get to come out of it. Or he has to pull it back. He'll pull it back because he don't want to destroy you. He'll pull you back and, let, and, and leave you there for a while. And then he'll come back with it. Anybody know what I'm talking about? He'll come back with it. But if you never understand it and you never embrace it, you never get past it. And I'm telling you, this is where a lot of people are. We abandon ship instead of letting the fire work. This is where life church is at. Why? Because he's, he's purging his floor. This morning he told me, what I cannot purge, what I cannot purge, Thank you. I shared this with Josh. What I cannot purify, I will purge it. In other words, if I can't clean it, I'll move it. Because I'm cleaning my floor. Oh my God. And then he said, the reason I'm cleaning my floor is I'm creating a holy place for my presence to sit in. Oh, oh, it wrecked me in prayer this morning. If I can't purify it, I will purge it. 
Amen. And I'm going to use my fire to purify it. And he told me as your pastor, I'm going to have to recognize the difference. And I'm going to have to embrace it on every level, whether I like it or not. Because I want everybody to be okay. And I want everybody to be happy. And he said, if I can't purify it, I'm going to purge it because I am cleaning my floor. So we, we have access and, and, and we stand here now in this place of burning in my life, in this place of, uh, of uncomfortableness in my life. I'm not happy with this, 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 and this. Is anybody listening to me? Huh? Y'all can't say nothing, but we're all here at some degree. Amen. And, and discontented. Uh, uh, but if we will hold on and, and realize it's a process in my life. Amen. I got to quit looking at everybody else and look at me and see, what are you trying to do in me right now? And I, oh my God. And I got to start allowing the Holy Spirit to release secretions around this aggravation until it sums into something beautiful. And I hold it up as a testimony of the goodness of God. Huh? So, so that somebody else can say, wow, if he turned that into something so valuable in your life, he can do it in my life. If I will hold on, shake your neighbor and tell him, just hold on. Let it work. Because look, next verse. No, no, no. Uh, where am I at, Lisa? Yeah, that's it. Thank you. You'll keep me in line. And not only so, but here it is. We glory in what? Are you following me? So we glory in aggravates. I don't know if that's a word, but I like it. We glory when God puts one of those little pieces of sand in us. We glory in it. Why? Because it gives me an opportunity to produce something valuable. It gives me an opportunity to produce some fruits in the Spirit. Y'all stay with me. Look at me, everybody up here. Don't look at anything else. Look at me. It's very important you get this. Don't be distracted. We glory in these aggravates. We glory in these tribulations. Why? Because I know. I know. If I don't know what's going on, I can't glory in it. If I don't know what's going on, I get confused. And confusion is not from God. It's the work of the devil that comes in on my ignorance. It comes in on my ears because I don't know what's going on. But if I know, amen, that the reason you're cutting me open is to get a cancer out. But don't cut me and don't tell me why you're cutting me. Forget this exploratory surgery business. You go explore on a rat. Are you following me? But, but I can handle the pain and I'm ready for the pain and I'm ready for the discomfort. I'm ready for the stitches. I'm ready for the staples. Amen, Freddie. I'm, I'm okay with you opening my chest up if you're going to fix what's in there and it's going to produce something productive in my life. Is anybody listening to me this morning? He said, so we can even glory in the tribulations knowing it's the only thing that's going to produce a pearl in my life. It's the only thing that's going to produce endurance in my life. And endurance, while I'm enduring, enduring uh, produces an experience. You don't even have a testimony till you have an experience. You'll never get experience if you don't hang in there. That was cool. Did you get that on film? No. Anyway... <laughs> 
So we get aggravated. Thank you, Josh. We get aggravated. Is that what you call ADD or whatever? Got distracted right in the middle of a sermon. We get aggravated with things that has been sent to produce the life of Christ in us. Are you following me? Because we don't understand what's going on in our life. Amen. I thought the Holy Ghost in fire was, was a Holy Ghost and excitement. <laughs> you still do, huh? <laughs> and it is to a certain degree. But the context of my, my text says this fire was given you to purify some things and purge you some things. Amen. Uh, to me, and I'm going to use this term here in this setting, amen, uh, that all Holy Ghost with no fire is charismatic. All we're interested in is chomping and feeling, thank you, feeling and speaking in tongues and all the things we do. I'm not against charismatic, just follow me, amen. But the charismatic realm has taken it to that level to where it's a bunch of fleshly Stuff, amen. Are you listening to me? But when you put the fire to it, it brings balance to the Holy Spirit in my life, and now it can deal with my character, amen. It goes beyond my shout, it goes beyond my praise, it goes beyond my, it affects my lifestyle. Somebody say, Embrace the fire. So not only, we glory these tribulations because we know it's producing endurance in my life. It's producing some character in your life. Amen. Don't fly off the handle. Don't get mad. Hang in there. But I got reason to get mad. They did this. Hey, it's a gift. It's a gift to produce some value in your life. Amen. And some of us have been saved years and we've never created a pearl out of a situation that God has put in our life. And we've even built doctrine around it. Amen. And we're 10-year-old we're Christians that still throw in temper tantrums. Help me somebody. We're 10-year-old Christians that still struggling with the flesh. Let me tell you, by now, you ought to be dealing with spiritual devils, not flesh. Amen. But every time God tries to burn it out of you, we'll either change locations, change relationships, change. Oh, God help me. Amen. We go to making changes. Amen. And he was calling for change. All right. But it wasn't geographical. It was spiritual. Oh, my God. We're going to help us here. Somebody shout, hang in there. Embrace the fire. Embrace the fire because it's going to take you to that level you've been praying for. And what a lot of church people don't even realize is it ain't nothing but God answering in your prayer. Oh, I want to be closer to you. I want more of you. You worship more, Lord, more, Lord, more, Lord. Amen. I want more of your life in me. What my text says, life is only manifest through death. Amen. Resurrection is simply a product of the cross. Wow. Come on, let's, let's, I, I am not, I'm not keeping you late. I'm going, somebody's taking me out to eat today in Jesus' name. If I can go to Hawaii by faith, I can go out and eat by faith. Wait a minute, I feel it. It's coming from in this direction. You know who it is, but he's bald-headed. Y'all feeling it? Can I get a witness? Oh, I love you, Russ. Look at this. Let's, let's work this a little while longer. Patience, endurance is the only thing going to give you an experience. And can I tell you, you really have nothing to say without an experience. 
you can't help me in my situation if you hadn't had an experience. I need you to hold up a pearl. Oh, my God. I need you to hold up a pearl and say, look at this, son. I was right where you was. I was addicted as you are. I was as broken as you were. My relationship was as bad as you. My attitude was as bad as yours. My, my negativity was plaguing me. But look what happened when I just stood and I began to wrap it with the scripture and the Holy Spirit. Oh, is anybody listening to me? Then it produced a fruit that I can share with somebody else. So see, if you never stay in position long enough to have an experience, you have no way to help anybody else. And there's nothing no more void and null and a clinging, how's that scripture go? Uh, clinging uh, symbol, clanging symbols, amen, is as you trying to share something with me you have not experienced. I find a whole lot more consolation when some, I'm sharing with somebody who can say, I've been there and done that. Your advice, I'm going to take. Amen? If you ain't never had no marriage problems, you probably can't help me. Boy, this is just too good, huh? Huh? Any of your marriages ever had a sand placed in it? Huh? What'd you say, Josh? A boulder? Yeah, a boulder. that made you have to be mature. It made you had to man up. It made you, it was the Holy Spirit standing in there, amen. And he was saying, heat it up a little bit. Heat it up a little bit. I'm finna build something in this guy, amen. Why? I'm gonna use him. I'm gonna use this couple to be a, a testimony. I'm gonna use this. Build a fire up. And thank God that will, he'll allow no temptation on you more than you can bear. Are you listening to me? But we'll catch this. We'll, with the temptation, make a way of escape. God, you got to get this part right here. In other words, you can't even escape your selfishness without a temptation to go through. Did y'all catch that? He will, with the temptation, make a way of escape. You'll never escape your temper tantrums until there's an opportunity to be angry. Why? Because then you start secreting the Holy Spirit and it starts building around it and what used to control you now becomes a testimony in your life. The fire was sent so you could get out. Oh my God, let me try this side. The fire was sent to help you escape something that's controlling your life. That's the only reason God let it come. Amen. Did you ever notice? He said, it's the only place where the true life of Christ can be manifested in your life. It's the only opportunity you have. It's the only opportunity you have for someone, for you to be able to build a pearl, hold it up, and someone see Jesus instead of you. Amen. And let me ask you this question. I asked the guys this this morning. We're always praying together. Do y'all believe Jesus was with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego before the fire? Do y'all believe he was with them in the bondage? Do y'all believe Jesus was with them when they were living away from their family? They, they were being misused into blue. Do y'all believe Jesus was with them? Sure he was with them. But what's powerful was he wasn't manifested until they got in the fire. 
The character of Christ can't even be met. Oh my God, I don't know if y'all getting this this morning until you put in a position to where I don't feel like it. I don't want to. I'd rather run. I don't like you, the pastor, and nobody else. In <laughs> I don't like my wife. I don't like my husband. I don't like the help. Are y'all listening to me? Hey, this is just too real for some of y'all to even nod. He will start a fire. He spoke to me. I'm telling you, he's a troublemaker. Hey, man, I'm going to say that again. I didn't say that about actually. He's a troublemaker. But he brings trouble that gives you an opportunity of escape from the trouble you are. Well, that ought to be tweeted. But you got to embrace it. You got to embrace it. He, the thing is not designed to destroy you. It's designed to bring it to a place where he can destroy it. Did you ever notice when they came out of Egypt, they was chasing them. Pharaoh was, their past was chasing them. What they used to be was chasing them. What they used, wait on me, what, they, what used to control them was chasing them. So God said, there ain't but one way to get away with that, get, get, get rid of that, is I got to bring you to a tough place, a hard place. And they stood at what they thought was their destruction. And they said, why have you brought us out here to kill us? There's a Red Sea. God was saying, oh, you don't understand. This fire wasn't designed to kill you. I'm going to lead you through the fire. And then the fire is going to... It's going to destroy that that is chasing you. And he said, you won't never fight this battle again. Somebody ought to catch this right here. Some of us have been fighting battles for years because we never embraced the fire. He said, if you'll embrace it and realize this is the only door of escape is right with the very temptation. Wow. Matter of fact, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego was thrown into the fire bound. Do you realize the only thing the fire delivered them up of was the things that had them bound? Somebody shout, embrace the fire. We got to embrace it as a church because when a church starts going through it, if a congregation don't realize what it is, turmoil starts coming up in the church. Why is this one acting like this? Why is this doing that? Why is doing that? Amen. Well, I'm trying to help you as the individual, but I'm trying to help you corporately to realize we're in the fire. We're in the fire because God is just throwing, the, he's throwing the fruit up and all the garbage in me, the wind of the Holy Spirit is blowing out of me. And he said, I'm purging and cleansing my floor. And this morning he told me I'm getting it clean because I sat down in a clean spot. I got its own. It's on. You hear me? I ain't, say, I ain't going that far. Catch this. So it's working. Endurance will produce an experience, but you got to hang in there. You got to hang in there. Mary? You hung in there when God got ready to deliver you from cigarettes. You hung in there. You hung in there. You hung in there when you could have eaten the pack. <laughs> you hung in there when you was cleaning and seen somebody else's devil laying on the ground. Hmm. Amen. You hung in there. You was hanging in there because you was in the fire. Amen. Y'all don't understand deliverance. I'm preaching deliverance right now. Amen. But you hung in there. Amen. You hung in there uh, long enough to have an experience. And here's the deal. Here's why an experience is so important. Because experience produces hope, expectation. 
Tribulation. So, so this, this scripture back up in three says, we glory in tribulation. We glory in pressure. We glory in affliction. We glory in anguish. We glory in trouble. Are y'all catching this stuff? We glory in these things because we know it's these pressures, this trouble that forges the virtue of a, a endurance in my life. It's working for me. It's working for me. But I'm going to give you some scriptures in a minute if I get time where it says, let patience have its perfect work so that you can be mature. We have got sissified, no, not sissified, got some of them, but we got babyfied Christians that have been saved for years that's always stirring up something, always getting involved in something, and if they didn't stir it up, they want to get in on it. I know that ain't none of y'all, but y'all have seen people like this. Immature. Paul said, is they envy and strife among you? Are you still babies? So a characteristic of immaturity is love and drama. Oh, that was good right there. I could probably look at everybody's face page and see how much you love uh, Facebook, see how much you love drama. You say you don't love it, but you. God, I'm preaching the good. I cannot believe they said that can't believe they're doing that. Huh? Delete them. What do you do? Unfriend them? Unfriend them. But you can't. Pulls you into it. I feel the fire now. I feel the fire now. Can't leave the fire too long. It'll do damage, but I got to work this just a little while. You listen to me? Just love it. Just love it. Amen. Amen. They get all upset, depressed. Tell me I just ain't got time to pray. Moving on. Pressure, it forges the uh, virtue of endurance to where you can take some stuff. God, give me some people who can take some stuff. Just take some stuff. When I don't shake your hand, you can take it. When I don't say I love you, you can take it. When I don't text you back, you can take it. Son, this is good teaching. Amen. Are you listening to me? When I don't get treated right, you don't get treated right, you can take it. You can take it. You can endure it. You can stand in it. This is the characteristics of, uh, 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 of maturity. Mature Christians that say, amen, uh, I got some scars. Amen. I can show you some scars. I've been through enough. My skin's thick enough that, that come on, I told you I was going to preach meat this morning, that I don't need you walking on eggshells for me. Amen. My God, I'm telling you, pastors are so busy, amen, kissing babies and hugging necks and juggling feelings and emotions, amen, that we can't lay your feelings down long enough to draw a sword to fight the real enemy. But what if we all laid our feelings in the fire and all grabbed our sword, we'd turn Caldwell Parish upside down, amen? I'm telling you, this church is in a bar mitzvah. So the reason endurance is so important because in my enduring, I have an opportunity to have an experience. It's a proving time that makes me realize how strong I am or how weak I am. And in revealing my weakness to me, it gives me the opportunity to go to the gym a little more. Man, that was good. Gives me the opportunity to work out a little more. Amen. I'll be honest with you. I'm just going to be transparent. I'm, I'm dealing with some stuff right now. Amen. That I literally for the first time in a long time, I, I, I sat on my couch drained mentally, physically, spiritually, 
And what drained me the most was, I told my wife, I cannot believe this is affecting me this way. I thought I was above that. I thought I was stronger than that. I can't believe this is really affecting my spiritual well-being right now. Amen. So I got the opportunity to do one of two things. I can stay on that level or I can say, thank you, Father. You just revealed, is somebody in this place? You just revealed to me I'm not as strong as I thought I was. I'm not Superman. I need that grace. Amen. And it gives me the opportunity to come stronger in that area. It's the process of Christianity. Can y'all receive this? I can go in condemnation. Amen. Or I can let conviction and I can embrace the fire and let it take me to the next level. So here we go. A little further. Amen. So I got to go through some stuff to produce some stuff. And it'll produce endurance in my life. And while I'm standing there enduring, it gives God the opportunity to give me an experience. Don't tuck your tail and run too quick. Don't give in to the temptation too quick. Because with that temptation is your way out. So, oh my God. So quit focusing on the, 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 the temptation or that little grain of sand that's stuck in your crawl and start realizing this is my opportunity to produce some maturity in my life. I get to grow up today. Oh, that's good. I get to grow today. I get the privilege to step into maturity. I'm about to step into sonship. And when I step into sonship, I become a ruler. God Almighty. Some of you, of us, are wanting to rebuke devils, and we haven't conquered me. Amen? The first work of the fire in my life is the pearls of the uh, fruits of the Spirit. That's the first fruits that has to be taken care of first. And then when I have mastered love, peace, joy, long-suffering. Somebody shout that with me. Long-suffering. Have you ever seen so many quick-tempered people in your life? That's okay out there. But what's embarrassing is we got quick-tempered people in the body of Christ. And a lot of them are teaching classes, preaching in class. Boy, this is not a pastor appreciation message, is it? (laughs) He said, because you won't die, nobody gets to see Jesus. Because you won't surrender your will, nobody gets to see Jesus. Paul said, I glory in the dying of my body because when my body is dying, then the life of Christ is manifested in my place. Amen. He said, you say you love? He said, what does it do for you just to love people who loves you? He said, the sinner does that. Let me see you put a pearl together that loves the unlovable, that loves them that's hating on you, that loves them that's talking about you, that loves them that's spreading rumors about you. He said, now that's a pearl that looks like me. Amen. So if I don't stand long enough, I never have an experience. People want to come here, amen, sit with me for 30 minutes and me counsel them and everything be all right. Counseling is not designed to set you free. The information you received is what sets you free as you live it out. You got to catch that right there. It's not supernatural by nature. It's only supernatural when I put it to work in my life. But we'd rather have some type of holy oil smeared on us. Yeah, right? Can I tell you that stuff in that bottle is olive oil? Just say it. You can buy it at Max. I'm not belittling. 
I'm not a little in anointing oil, but you've missed it. The Word of God is only powerful by application. Anointing oil is only powerful, amen, when you realize the purpose of the application. Amen? So we want someone to come in and console us and talk to us a few minutes, and we walk out and everything's fine. When in reality, you got to stand. And while you're standing, you stand in expectation. I'm going to see the glory of God. And while you're expecting to see the glory of God, you get to have an experience. You get to put that pearl in your pocket. Oh, my God. I don't know if y'all are getting this or not. Amen. Let's take it a little deeper. So when the virtue of endurance is developed in my life, in the enduring, I experience the glory of God in my life. And as a result of a personal experience, it produces confident expectation in my life. In other words, to sum it up, what I've been through gives me confidence to stand in what I'm going through to know God's going to show up. Did you catch it? In other words, what gave David the ability to face a 10-foot giant was the fact his experiences enabled him to stand in complete confidence God's got this. Remember what Saul said? Saul said, here, take my armor. Put my armor on you. Saul's hiding. He had the same opportunity to do what David did, but because he didn't embrace the fire. Maybe he didn't have the experiences. Because he didn't, that's even better. He didn't have the experiences. Are you following me? Amen. So he said, here, take my armor. Take my armor. You know what David said? I can't, excuse me, I can't wear this stuff. I haven't proved this stuff. This is not my experience. I can't take your experience. I can't take your experience out on the battlefield and kill something of this magnitude. I can't step out on the battlefield saying, well, the pastor said, or they said, or I have heard. Amen. But when you can step out on the battlefield with an experience like David, who said, let me tell you something right now, big boy, the same God that I experienced. The same God that I experienced in the lion and the same God I experienced in the bear is the same God who is fixing to deliver you into my head. Hey, had he not endured the lion, had he not endured the bear, he would not have ever stepped onto the national scene as the king of all Israel. Oh God, maybe the only thing stopping you from wearing a crown is your inability to embrace the fire. God ain't trying to boot you out. He's trying to boot you up. He'll give you a swift kick in. Huh? And he said, now remember, I'm not going to put no more on you than you can bear, so I'm in control of this fire. So if you bail out, it's because you didn't access the grace for the fire he brought you to. You got selfish. So as a result, we got Christians sitting here. People ask me, the greatest dilemma in churches today is most every worker in the church is 30 years and under. Not ever, but as a majority. Do the statistics yourself. It's 30 years and under. 30 years and under. Are you following me? Why? Because we get to the place to where we don't allow the fire to purge us, bring us to levels of maturity to where we're standing up saying, amen, I'll take care of this one. I'll take care of this and I'll step into this and we've drifted back. Boy, 
boy, it is quiet in here now. It's quiet in here now. Hey, listen to me. When all the time God sends these fires to burn something out of us. No one of the scriptures says, Revelation 12 says, and they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of what? Did y'all catch that? What made them overcomers? Well, Jesus. But what's the second thing that made them overcomers? Experiences. Experiences that some of us never get to experience because we will not endure. I want God to heal my marriage. Hang in there. Stand. Endure. Well, I would, but she's acting like an idiot. The Bible don't say that. It just says stand. And while you're standing there, stand in joyful expectation. He's going to change this idiot. And what I found, usually the idiot that usually gets changed is, oh, y'all ain't going to help me there, are you? It's called maturity. Immaturity wants everything around them to change and me remain the same. God said, he showed me this about this church. He said, this church will ever be changing because sometimes just by me changing systems puts you through the fire. Huh? So welcome to Life Church. This is the way we do it this week. I don't know how we'll be doing it next week. Because this week we may be smoting the rock with a, with a rod. But God may say, you know what? Let's see if you can operate. Let's see if you can operate if I change the system up. So he said, this time I want you to speak to the rod. Moses, the greatest leader in the world, could not rise up to a level of maturity. So he did not, is anybody with me? He did not get to experience the promised land. Amen. He said, I'll change it for no reason at all. Amen. Other than this reason, no logical reason, just so I can see if you are addicted to a system or to me. Come on now. Come on now. Y'all stay with me. If I don't use real life stuff, I hadn't made this applicable to you to your life. Amen. You sitting there mad and aggravated because that light stayed green, red too long. Amen. You talking to somebody on the phone and they, they kind of talk to you rough. I'll teach them. I have Christians tell me that all the time. Boy, I told them. Tell you what, I told them. If you would release me to speak into you every time I saw immaturity, you probably would not be my friend no more. I've been praying about this concept. If, if we just exposed it for what it is, we don't realize that's an aggregate God put in my life. That's a piece of sand he put in my life so that I can start building. And I can be mature and I can be fruitful. Why? Because he's trying to put you on the battlefield with a giant in the public. But because you're not winning in private, I can't put you in the public spotlight to, oh my God, so that I can get glory out of your life. Because I'm not sure if I don't put you out there with the big boys, you ain't going to throw a fit, wet your pants and, boot, and poop your britches in front of everybody. Oh my God, this is so good. This is so good. Amen. And usually the immature are getting mad because God's putting mature people in positions they think they ought to be in. But the very fact that made you mad is the proof that there is some of me that I need to go through the fire and burn some of this out of my life. Is this too much for one Sunday? I'm, you getting out of here by 1230. 
If I'm not through preaching, everybody get up and walk out at 1230. No, I'm, don't do that to me. It crushed me on Pastor Appreciation Day. <laughs> so they had a fearless faith. David had a fearless faith. What did he stand on? What I've been through. How did he go through it? He stood. He endured when the lion came. He endured when the fire came. So as a result, he stood out there with confidence. I'm talking about he almost had an attitude. <laughs> he told that giant, who do you think you are? He wasn't intimidated. Are y'all catching this? He wasn't afraid. I'm so tired of a beat up body. I told y'all I quit listening to Christian radio because everybody that come on there was talking about, oh, I wouldn't have made it if you hadn't sang that song. Who? <laughs> oh, oh, it just helped me so much. <laughs> I'm thinking, are you kidding me? <laughs> What about a team, a body who stands up and they're throwing stones at you and they tied you to a whipping post and you're shouting glory. Hallelujah. Are you listening to me? Amen. They left the city rejoicing. They turned the cities upside down with scars across their backs. Y'all don't have to quit listening to Christian radio. So he said, these problems coming. Trying to wind this thing down. These problems coming. By divine design. There's a purpose behind it. Oh, here's a, here's a good scripture for you. Uh, Nisha, give me James. I can't read the word. Yeah, that's it. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into. Did y'all catch that scripture? Have y'all always had a problem with the scriptures? Uh, he said, just rejoice when people are hating on you. Just rejoice when they're rubbing you the wrong way. Notice it said, count it all joy when you fall. You never fall on purpose. It catches you off guard. Amen. <laughs> I was out there the other day. I was doing my exercise. I was getting it down that road. Josh pulls out of his driveway, starts to take off. I'm right in front of him, and I stepped in the hole, and bam, fail. Ain't one thing worse than falling is to fall when someone's watching. I just kind of kicked back. And, I want to take a little break, Josh. You doing all right? <laughs> uh, I didn't intend to fall. It comes so suddenly that it's startling. Is anybody listening to me? He said, count it all jar when you startlingly, startlingly uh, 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 unawarely fall into a place that you didn't mean it, you didn't cause it, you didn't ask for it. Is anybody in this place? Amen. You didn't ask for it, but I fell into not only one temptation, but they were diverse. I mean, it'd be okay if the wind was blowing from that way. At least I could do this. But what do you do when it's blowing from both directions? But he said, rejoice. <laughs> you in a good place. Yeah. Over in Hawaii, they wait for the wind. That's their opportunity to surf. Well, that was applicable, wasn't it? It's your opportunity to get on your board and get on the heights of God and turn it into something that's productive in your life. Amen? He said, count it all joy when you fall into this. Diverse temptations, here it is, knowing this, that God's trying to produce something in your life. It ain't even about the person you're mad at. It was about you. Did you catch that? It ain't even about them acting like an idiot. It was for God to stir them up to be an idiot to give you an opportunity to produce some pearls in your life. That the trying of your faith worketh patience. Give me one more, I think. <clears throat> well, maybe not. Oh, there it is. 
But let, somebody shout, let it work. But let this enduring process work in your life that you may be complete. It's simply God trying to bring you to a place of completion. Ah, the problem is you didn't know you was lacking. Just like me sitting on my couch saying, man, I didn't see that coming. Amen. I thought I was well man enough. But let it work its perfect work that you may be perfect and entire, that you may be mature, complete, and not lacking anything. Why? Because God's trying to position you right now to put you on the national, worldwide scene to where everybody sees you cut some giant's heads off. Amen? Why? So that he can get the glory out of your life. Are y'all getting anything out of this? Amen. Tell your neighbor, don't throw in the towel. Tell the other neighbor, let it work. Let it work. Isn't it amazing? God said, I will work it, but you got to let it work. He's actually saying, let the Holy Spirit work. Let the fire work. Let it purge out what it's supposed to purge out because it's controlled by God. Now this, I just heard the Holy Spirit uh, speak to me to ease your mind. A lot of times we think if we don't defend ourselves, who's going to? If I don't take care of it myself, who's going to take care of me? I got to bring this thing back. I got to take care. Are you following me? Can I trust you? He said, I'll not allow. That didn't come out right there. Can I tell you something? Trust me. He said, I'm not going to allow this thing. This thing ain't going to destroy you. Oh, my God, that's a word. It ain't, it ain't going to burn you beyond recognition. It's not the end of your ministry. It's not the end of your reputation. It's not the end. And only saying this, the end of is your flesh. Because in this, you're about to make your escape. God Almighty. You're about to come out. Uh, did I give you 1 Peter 4? That's a good scripture. What? Uh, uh, give me 2 Peter 1 and 4. I probably didn't give you that, but, but look at this scripture. I got about three minutes calling that clock. Let me check my phone. That clock may be fast. Oh, my Lord, three minutes. Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises that by these you may be partakers of the divine nature having escaped. He said, I'm actually giving you an opportunity to escape your old fleshly nature so that you can partake of the divine nature of God. And in your dying, the life of Christ is going to be made manifest. So you know what you're supposed to do at that bank, Melissa? No matter how mean or ugly they are, just hold up your pearls. God, that's good stuff. I ain't got nothing but pearls. I ain't got nothing but pearls. And when you ain't got your pearl yet, just... Just stand, Melissa, just stand. The Bible said David had to encourage himself, stand, stand. Huh? Put your hands in your pocket so you don't hit nobody. Stand, and you're excreting. You're, oh, my God. You're allowing the Holy Spirit to excrete around that thing. And the more you do it, the bigger your pearl gets. So after a while, the oyster rests because the pearl's so smooth. Y'all get anything out of this teaching today? The fire in your life 
is to burn the mortality out of you till there's nothing left but the immortal God represented in Jesus Christ. And it's, it's the place of fulfillment and it's the place of joy. It's a place of perfect peace. Stand with me all over the building. God was giving me this sermon and I understand the depth of it. And I have this element of discouragement when I think about my sermons for this reason. And I'm going to tell it to you because I want you to help me. I'm not the type and as far as I'm concerned, we've been here 10 years this year. 10 years. 10 years. And I'll never go anywhere else. Just to ease some minds in here, they're going to bury me in Caldwell Parish. I'm going to preach till I'm about 80. Here and all over the world that he'll let me go. I'm leaving for California this weekend to preach. And after I get 80, I'm going to sit on that pew and I'm going to fall asleep while these guys are preaching. And I'm going to snore and What I'm trying to tell you is, this is our home. And I'm right now, I don't know if that's just because I know that's God's will or just because all my kids live here and they won't move. No, seriously. This is where I'm going to stay. And some of you need to know that. But you have done so much for me this year, us on our 10th year. I'm serious. You don't have to do nothing else for the next five years. I don't want to get indefinite here. <laughs> You've done enough. You've done enough from us. But we're going to stay right here. No matter what. I had a point, but I lost it. Maybe we could sing a song until it comes back to me. Has that ever happened to y'all? <laughs> You, thank you, Bobby Stowe. Just leave it to him. Whatever he said, I'm sure it was negative. If you don't get this same disposition in you, you're not going to make it. So in other words, it doesn't matter what Caldwell Parish does to me. It don't matter what Life Church does. My commitment is here and to him. And it does, away with all, it does away with all temptations. There's never somebody sitting on my shoulder saying, you ought to go back to Texas. Why? Because he tried that, and he came to the realization, he's not listening no more. No matter what trial and tribulation comes, I'm gonna, we're going to embrace it, and it's going to make us the better for it. You've got to get that resolve today. Oh, I know what I was going to say. I knew it would come back if I stalled long enough. I'm, we are overwhelmed with this gift today. It's beyond our imagination because we took a step of faith for this thing that God used you to bring to fruition. But what brings me as a pastor more honor and proud and want to pray harder and study harder and feed you on Sundays 
is when you take what we preach and I see it in your life. So you can do Pastor Appreciation Sunday. That's great. But I get Pastor Appreciation every time I see you growing. Every time I see you maturing. But having said that, the most discouraging thing in my life is to preach a sermon like this, to teach a concept like this, only to counsel you a week later and use the same scriptures. Does that make sense to you? You know what that tells me? You didn't hear one word I said. You heard a sermon. You heard a sermon. And inevitably, before this week's out, somebody's going to have a, a grain placed into them and they're going to want me to counsel them on what to do about it when I believe I just laid it out beautifully. What do y'all think? What are you saying? What are you saying, Pastor? It's not the hearer of the word that brings the blessing. I am equipping you to grow. While I'm growing, I'm equipping you to grow. Grow in it. Embrace it. Now, I want to close out this session in prayer. Um, quick prayer. Because there's a lot, this church as a whole, and I want you to pray with me, okay? Because Life Church is in the fire right now. We're in the fire. Little aggravates has been placed, and some are drifting out in the way, and it just is what it is. Amen? It is what it is. But some of you are struggling to begin to secrete that Holy Spirit around it. And you're coming out of it. You're going to come out of it a pearl. You're going to come out of it. Right now, the Holy Spirit's taking life church and doing this. Or the Father. And He's just throwing us in the air, which is, oh my God, when is this going to be over? But every time He throws it up, it becomes a little more pure. And a little more, more pure. Until when He gets through, you ain't got nothing but fruit. That's what He's doing to us together. All of us together. But you got to know it. You got to understand it. Or you can't count it joy. The only thing that makes this process acceptable is I know it's controlled by the Heavenly Father. It ain't the devil took the steering wheel of your life and running you up some tree. No. No, it's the Father. He's working in your life. Embrace it. Embrace it. Embrace the fire. Let it burn. Let it work. Oh, my God. Let it work. Let it produce. Thank you for listening to Life Church Podcast. For more information, go to lifechurchofcolumbia.org.